Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Brandon alongside with Stephen once again. Uh, today we are going to be talking about the addiction to technology. Um, we want to start off by kind of talking about where this addiction is most prevalent in terms of like what equipment we use, what platforms we use. Uh, then we're going to break things up a little bit. We had a special guest, Winebox Poppy, on our Spotlight, second ever Spotlight episode. So we'll talk about that visit, um, how that went and whatnot. Uh, then we'll go back into the topic uh, of technology and then discuss um, what this might impact in terms of human behavior, um, if it discourages anything, the negativity of that. Um, then we'll talk about even though we might not have super scientific backgrounds, if it has any sort of negative impact on us physically, um, then we will break up the topic uh, again to talk a little bit about our lives and where we're headed in the next few months because there are going to be some changes. Oh, big stuff are coming. Big stuff's coming. Um, and then we will come back to the last point of, of kind of recognizing the great things that technology does bring into our life because it does have a lot of positive things as well. So um, I guess first off, right off the bat, what is what do you think the addiction to technology is most prevalent in? In terms of equipment and then platforms within that within that equipment. Okay, so I think two two things when we even sort of discussing this topic in the first place. Um, one, cell phones. So just the idea of looking around and seeing people on their phones all the time. And then two, just the internet in general and how important it's become to everybody's everyday life. I know for me personally, when I, I have a second of downtime in my day, the first thing I do is I ch- take out my phone and go on the internet or if I'm on my computer, I like immediately start sur- surfing the web for anything. A- and the thing is, is there's not even a a thing that I have in mind. I'm just doing it out of pure habit of constantly doing it. Whereas probably when the internet was originally created, the idea was there was a purpose between going on there. Like you would go on there to seek out specific information or you would go on there to communicate with a specific person. Where now, I don't know how to be left with my thoughts because it's it's almost scary to be left with my thoughts now even though I was like that for most of my youth, obviously. But trying to fill up the the gaps in my day it's just internet cell phone and cell phone has internet and that seems to be what is the strongest addiction it's funny because i think about like times in which i maybe am a little more uncomfortable even and i'll like pull out my phone just so that i can like hide my uncomfortability in this object that I'm using but the the addiction aspect of it like in my phone specifically I feel like where it becomes addiction rather than just something that I'm using is I spend so much time on it that I couldn't even remember all the things that I'm doing on it like I'm just I I remember at my job so I I'm in a call center so I'll get phone calls and in between each call I'd pull up Instagram or something like that and I'm like, wait a second. I, I just pulled up Instagram before the last call. There's not anything new that's on here, but I just habitually, I was like, oh, this is what I do in between stuff. And I'm like, just, I'm not present in what I'm actually doing. I'm just drowning out in this. I find that big time in video games too, especially now with how expansive the video game world is, 
has become. Um, just like these open world games where you level up and you do all this stuff. You can just get lost in this whole virtual reality. Do you have that at all? You're not a big gamer. No. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm less of a, a big gamer, but I find myself sometimes when I'm just... So, I live at... I, I live by myself in my apartment, and I'll sometimes just realize that I've been on YouTube for an hour straight, and I don't even know how it happened. Like, I, it, sometimes I'll even realize that, that it happened because I wanted to look up something on Google, whether it was, oh, I wonder if this player got traded or something. And then an hour later, I'm, I'm watching videos of the 1920s economic depression, and I'm like, what? how did I even end up in this? Like, this is... This was nothing that I intended to do, and I forgot why I even went on there in the first place. I feel like it's probably especially worse with you with your like ADD. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's the worst. Like for me, it happens all the time. I don't even I don't know where I am anymore. Yeah, and I just get so so into the this zone of almost numbing my brain to death with just anything that comes my way on the internet. I do find that with YouTube, especially where. I will have like a specific purpose going on YouTube to look up something I remembered, but then I'll see like a video from one of my subscriptions that's posted. I'm like, oh, I should check that out really quick. And then you have this feeling of like, you know how we like forget that you walk into a room to get like something out of that room or something. And then you're like, wait, why the hell did I come in here? Oh, that's exactly what happens on YouTube. I'll like start watching a video because I don't want to forget to watch that video. And then I forgot the first place, like the reason I came on here in the first place. And it's just like, I'm just... I'm just melting brain cells or something. <laughs> I'm losing it right now. So I, I, maybe it is an addiction aspect to it where I'm just like, I'm so addicted to getting like pulled down these certain rabbit holes or something. Yeah, I remember the the thought process that I had that led up to sort of our, our discussion on talking about this. I was in Kidoba, uh, which is similar to Chipotle. For any of you guys who don't know, it's like a worse Chipotle, if you ask me. Oh, really? I right. think so. We can have a whole debate taking on that. Shots, <laughs> <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> taking shots, Taking shots here. Uh, I was in line, and I looked, and every person was on their cell phone. And I, I've... I've it, it, it makes me kind of sad sometimes that it happens, because I feel like it, it takes away from a lot of, uh, of actual conversations with people. And, I, and I've had this, this running thought in my head on... What happened when you were in line for something in 1982? Before you had a smartphone, you were just in line for something. You might be there for 30 minutes. I think after a while, you might just be like, okay, I'm tired of staring at the wall. I'm tired of being left with my thoughts. I'm going to talk to this person in front of me. And I think a lot of those moments are those beautiful moments in life where you meet a stranger and then sometimes people, they would fall in love. That would become their best friend. Like You don't know what happens when you... When you open up dialogue to a stranger, and I started getting kind of sad about this idea of now we live in a world where people are raised in an environment where they don't have to communicate if they don't want to. It's becoming uh, progressively easier and easier to just be left within your technology, and technology has sort of taken that that void of of communicating with actual humans, and it's it's really scary, and that's why I I, I thought of. Of, of talking about this because it, it's something that really does concern me like when you when you think about this going forward do you ever get worried about wh- when you have kids like how you're going to raise them in this type of environment oh definitely I, I don't know how I'll, I'll handle it because you know I think even my parents I tried to do a, a good job of making sure that I would like get my exercise and like spend time outside and whatnot but 
I had such this desire to like play video games. Like any sleepover that I'd have with my buddies was just like staying up till three in the morning playing a guitar video hero games. and stuff. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like well, any game. Like Halo was huge <laughs> oh, when we yeah. were growing up. Just all this stuff it was just like you you'd zone out, and that's the big thing. It's there are moments when people will hide behind their phone and not actually be doing anything on it because they don't want to interact, which is a problem within itself. But there's also points when you actually are super locked into your technology and you almost become tunnel visioned into this virtual reality. You're zoned out from the world. Like I think about the concept of elevator music. Like I don't even think that accomplishes anything anymore because you go in an elevator and everybody on the elevator is on their phone. I remember uh, going home from work the other day and uh, I got in an elevator with one other person. She wasn't on her phone at all. We got in the elevator. As soon as we got in, she took out her phone because you could just tell she didn't want to talk at all. And then we get out of the elevator. She immediately puts it away. So it's just like this safety blanket to not have to interact with people or something. And I think about the time that we first met, I was just sitting down like I, I think looking through some books or something if I would have been on my phone you might not have approached me you know if you would approach me maybe I would have been able to give off more of a vibe of leave me the hell alone I don't want to talk to you so that is a certain aspect of it where it's like you zone into this stuff or you give off the vibe of zoning into this stuff that people lose the desire to connect in in reality uh, which is sad. But there's also the other aspect of like virtual connections kind of like I always think about like I hear you hear about stories of like people who played World of Warcraft and like met their girlfriend on World of Warcraft. They never actually <laughs> met the person. They just like met in a chat room or something. And I'm just like thinking about that concept. I mean, even Tinder, you know, you think about you're meeting someone virtually. And I know people that are a completely different person when they text me than when I meet them in real life. Do you know all that the t- too? All the time. I mean, I talked about that in the first episode that we did. The person on Facebook back in the day that would post things all the time and would always be socializing on there. And then you'd have a class with them and they wouldn't say a single word to yeah. anybody. And you're just like, this is it? Is this person actually even social at all? Are they just hiding behind something? And it's really scary because as we go on further and further in our advancements of technology, it just becomes so easy to disconnect. And I've said this a bunch of times where a lot of the most creative moments and most impactful and and moments of clarity in my life are ones where I am disconnected from technology because it's real. So if if you're walking home from something and you're, you're on your phone like texting or something, it kind of constricts your thought process, like your creativity. But if you're just walking and you have no technology, like there's nothing to distract you and you're just left with your thoughts and, and the things that you're looking at around you, you have just totally different thoughts. And some of them, I mean, I, I say this as a joke, but when I decided to go to the University of Tennessee, I made that decision because I just like went to the bathroom. I was just sitting in there and I was like, you know, I should just move to Tennessee. Like I, I, I just feel like I, my thoughts were clear because there's just no distractions, and that was it. You didn't have your phone out or anything? Nope, I didn't. And it, that was the weird part. I <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that the bathroom is the most uh, romanticized place to have a good thought process, but it, it's true. Like You could be left with your thoughts for a second, and, and I, I feel like a lot of the, the creative moments that I have are just like me like sitting by the water, not on my phone or anything. So in terms of that question of like what um – 
equipment do you think we're most addicted to? Do you think it is definitely phones is is where the the biggest problem lies? Or do it, you think there's anything in like iPads or computers or video game systems? Do you think any of those can give cell phones a run for their money? I think I think the reason why phones specifically are such the problematic one is the portability yeah. of in any situation that you're you're in, you almost have a way out. Because your cell phone can get you out of it in, in every way. You, if, if you're talking to someone, you'd be like, oh, sorry, I got to take this. You could, you could, if you're in line, maybe the girl in front of you is cute, but you're nervous to talk to her, so you just yeah. get on your phone. And it's, it's pretty bad because a lot of my relationships in the past, they all st- – I've thought about how a lot of my relationships that started in my earlier years, like, they happened as a result of not being on my phone. And they would have never happened if I had my smartphone and I was on the internet and I, and I could use that as a way out. And that's really sad when I think about it. And that's why I try more and more now to disconnect when possible. Like my phone is on airplane mode right now. You, 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 so you try to disconnect from technology, not yes. disconnect from reality. I try to disconnect from technology as often as I can. But yeah. It's tough. Yeah. No, I mean it, it definitely is because that's become – so normal that that like you said it, it becomes a habit it was it's a habit for me to after i get done with a phone call at work to check what's on my phone even though i just checked it five minutes ago and i'm not even doing anything productive i'm not doing anything new i'm looking at the same information over and over again but it's like it's kind of an impatience thing too it's like i don't know what to do with myself when i have nothing to do so i have to like fill it with this blah activity or something it, and it there is no uh not that everything you do has to have substance but me just like scrolling through instagram now even though it, i i only follow a, a certain handful of people you know i'm not getting any new information but i just fill my time with that because i don't know what to do with myself if i'm not filling my time with that and maybe that's just a, a technique that we have to develop within ourselves is uh remembering again what to do with ourselves when we're not using technology. And so the, the disconnecting from it is probably a super good exercise to, I guess, develop those skills again. Because I do remember, I mean, vaguely when I was a kid, I mean, I didn't have a cell phone until I think ninth, eighth or ninth grade. Um, so before that, what I did with my time was, you know, I would practice baseball or I, I was – my, my parents had a rule of you could only play video games on the weekends, so I couldn't play during the weekdays. So I'm trying to think of like, what? so what did I do? <laughs> I think about this all the time. Like, what did I do during my childhood? Because yeah. I, 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 it seems so foreign to me. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Because I'm trying to actually think about it. Yeah. I remember they had rule. my parents had rules too where I had to like read a book for 20 minutes. Oh, really? And so I would just... Yeah, during the summers. I, I can't read, so obviously I didn't. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> they probably should have had that rule for you, but... Probably. <laughs> no, I remember they would have that rule during the summer because obviously we weren't in school, so they didn't want our, our brains to go to shit, but yeah. I remember there were so many times I would just sit there for 20 minutes, like, staring at a page. <laughs> Not reading. But I could have been reading that whole time. It's just so stupid, just looking back on it, but th- I feel like there was a lot of times just filled with nothing where I was just like... Maybe blankly watching TV or maybe that's also, you know, part of the reason why like mediums like TV are dying too, because now we have so many other platforms that like, I don't, when I need to fill my time with something, I already have 
a ton of options. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't spend too much time around I don't know kids under the age of ten or anything like that. So I don't I don't really know <laughs> what's even going on. Good. This <laughs> is probably a good thing. So like. I mean, I don't even have that many friends that have kids, so I, I just, I'm not around that to see how they are going through school now and how much technology plays a role in their lives. But I think about how I hope they get to experience a lot of the creative things that I did. I know for me, I spent a lot of time drawing as a kid. I was a, I was a big um, drawer. I like to draw dragons and all these kinds of things. Dragons are my favorite for that some reason. Your, that was your go-to? That was my go-to. Uh, and I would play with Legos and blocks. I was very much, my mom always said... I loved Legos. That I was, I was big on that Lego kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I was always into things that I could create with. And that was something that like my brother and I were different because I was always doing that and making like imaginary games and stuff. I'm trying to remember like toys that I used. I, I definitely was huge into Legos. Um, I remember I had a bunch of stuff that when I like got into eighth grade, I threw it all away because I didn't want to be a kid anymore <laughs> or no it was like seven I think it was like seventh or sixth grade I was like I shouldn't have these anymore because I need to I need to grow up finally so I threw all of my stuff away what happened then like clearly you didn't grow up yeah <laughs> you know what? whatever that's fine I still have a lightsaber or two in my yeah that's true my house. I actually left one here last time yeah it's still here <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, is there anything else in terms of the platforms or where the equipment is more prevalent you want to talk about before we talk about Winebox Pop? I, I just I just had one other question just just for you because okay. because you're more of the gamer than me. Mm-hmm. How do you think the gaming addiction differs from internet or like phone addiction or anything like that? It is more immersive. Like there's a difference between like sitting on Instagram and like looking at stuff that other people posted and playing a video game where I'm controlling this thing in a virtual reality. And I'm, I, I've always been a big fan of like creating my characters. Like a, my, one of my favorite games of all time is Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And it's basically you uh, create a character in this realm that like has a purpose of like defeating the dragons that came back. <laughs> Sounds sick, dude. Dude, it's freaking sick, bro. <laughs> but uh, like, you you level up, and and I get a little intense too because I like I think about my my character that I created's background, like why he would make the decisions that he made. <laughs> so it's like super immersive for me. I get more immersive than the game probably even intends. Um, and so you just you spend all this time doing these. I've thought about it in the past. Like, I regret can, asking this question. <laughs> I've thought about how I could literally be doing the things that I'm doing in the game. Like, like there are, are certain quests that you do where if you like work on smithing, you upgrade your smithing ability. I could literally in real life like go to the gym to upgrade my fitness level, but I'm just spending the time and effort in a video game to make it happen. <laughs> I'm just like, geez, I'm pathetic. I'm just losing it. That's a, a big part of the reason why I'm just like, I need to stop playing video games. And I remember when I actually lived in Tennessee, um, I didn't have a video game console. And that was when I wrote my album. That was when I wrote my script for um, the, the show that we did at the Fringe Festival. Like, I was way more productive. And then a couple Christmases ago, I got an Xbox One for, <laughs> for my present. And it was just all downhill from there. That's where it all fell apart. Uh, what one other question then? Then okay. we got to move on. So why do you think then that you would play video games 
to, instead of, of going out to the gym or instead of doing that, that thing that maybe makes you feel better, why do you think you found yourself escaping in video games instead? I think it is it is similar to you know the same reason why people might drink alcohol to escape feelings or do drugs to escape. Like there is a certain I'm paying attention to the person that I created and and what I'm building, so I don't have to pay attention to my own thoughts. The one thing about it is when I'm sitting playing video games, though, I am still thinking about all these things that I'm trying to escape. It's just like. It's like in my subconscious almost. Like it's in the back of my head rather than in the front of my head. And for some reason that still feels like I'm escaping it. Um, The other thing too is my friends all like video games. So there's a community aspect where like my friends are like, hey, you want to play PUBG online? You know, for a lot of people that play that game or Fortnite or whatever, you know, people will invite me to a party and, and it's just like, I have a lot of fun when I play with them, and that that's something that we have in common that we like to do. I don't want to just shun them and not you know, hang out with them. So there, there's that aspect too. I mean, so have you ever had that temptation to go into that? Because you just have a GameCube, so you don't play <laughs> online. But have you had that temptation to try it out? Um, yeah, I mean, I have, a, I have a GameCube, and I also have a Nintendo DS, but that kind of gives you an idea of my <laughs> seriousness. You're living in the past. <laughs> that gives you an idea of my seriousness of video gaming. I, I, I enjoy it, but I just, I can't get, when I was a kid, I could actually probably get more immersed, but I can only play video games for short, short bursts. Yeah. I, I, there's just something about, I, I think part of it's just like my concentration, just like my brain just gets fried after like 30 minutes of staring at the same screen. Yeah. I wonder if there are any other people who feel similarly to the way that I feel where there, it is kind of used as an escape. Because there are certain things that people get addicted to that don't have the same connotation as things like drugs and alcohol. 100%. Like you, Like you just think of someone that gets addicted to that stuff as just like they're messed up. They got problems with it. I don't think that I'm any better for having an addiction to video games. Like that doesn't lead me to any more productivity. Maybe it doesn't impact my body as much as like a drug would, but I'm still doing, I'm I'm basically doing the same thing. I'm escaping my reality in this virtual zone. It's a sad thing. Yeah. We, we, for better, for worse, we tend to put certain things on a pedestal because they're better storylines. Like food addiction isn't treated as seriously as, as, as drug addiction and if you have a really really terrible disease if it's an std it's looked at as differently as maybe a different kind of disease yeah and these are just just how life is it's a it's a frustration it's something that most people won't talk about but maybe in a future episode we could talk about something like that well i think especially with video games becoming more prevalent with like Mm -hmm. twitch streamers and stuff like there are Mm -hmm. professional video game players and professional entertainers that play video games maybe those conversations will become more a part of you know reality more headlines because now we'll be like okay well what what impact are video games actually having? Especially, we you know we talked about people that are in the public eye. These role models, like Twitch streamers, are going to become in role models, and so now kids are going to see. Oh, I can just play video games all day <laughs> yeah, for a, for a career, and you know, and for some people that works out, that's fine. Like that's what they enjoy. Mm-hmm. But for some people, that might not be a very healthy. No. It definitely would not be for me. Like I I have the awareness to know that. 
I could not, and I thought about it. I don't know if I told you this, like the, the game Rocket League, me and a couple of buddies of mine were talking about like trying to play professionally and we were like practicing. I would, I would schedule out times of the day where I would start to practice it. And I was just like, wait a second, what, what happened to all this like desire to like impact people <laughs> and like make a difference in, in people's lives? That's all going out the window now. I'm just going to play video games for the rest of my life. So no, not, you're not going to do that. You're going to be the greatest <laughs> podcast co-host of all time. It's freaking Let's right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Anything else you want to <laughs> no, no, no. I want to talk all about the uh, interview with Winebox Poppy and, and doing the, our second Spotlight episode. We, uh, we had a lot of fun, but to, to give a little background on how the Winebox Poppy interview came to be and a little bit of like who he is. So... We had put a hashtag on one of our uh, Instagram photos where I put hashtag Chicago podcast and all of a sudden I get a message and it says Winebox Poppy uh, would love to be on the show, blah, 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 blah. And I, I looked at his page and I was like, this guy's got some, got, he's got a following going, looked him up on YouTube. And I was like, oh, this guy's got over 30,000 subscribers. Like, he's pretty legit. So, started watching his videos, kept messaging him, and we decided to pick a time to, to do um, an interview with him, making him a spotlight guest. Which, to interject a little bit, was kind of stressful because, again, I live in Minnesota, and, you know, obviously Steven is in Chicago as well as uh, Winebox Poppy, but me coming down for this, you know, I was like, this is a good opportunity to, you know, uh, meet this guy, to... I mean, a YouTube comedian, like we've never talked to someone like that nope. before. Nope. We would love to get him on the show. Um, so this is these are one of the opportunities you can't shy away from. So it was like, I'm also a best man in a wedding coming up. This coming, well, actually, at the time of this airing, it will have already happened. But chronologically, actually, right now, it's this coming week. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I had to message uh, the groom and I was just like, are you okay if I do this? Um, even though it's the weekend before the wedding and he was super, uh, super nice and was like, yeah, absolutely. You, you can't pass up that opportunity. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a, a stressful thing. I was like, we got to make this happen. When should we do this? We don't want to make it like, we don't want to stall. No, we were going to stall. So we were, we were going to make sure that this got done pretty timely mm-hmm. and we scheduled it. Uh, Brandon bought his Megabus ticket to come down here, which is what is an over eight and eight hour Megabus ride. Yeah, I left at eleven forty <laughs> and got here at eight thirty. Yeah, so it's a pretty long Megabus ride, as one might imagine. So it's a lot. It's honestly, Brandon's a big trooper, but these are the types of opportunities that we have to take in terms of of, of keeping going with this podcast and and, and creating a, a new audience out there. Yeah, and also, I mean, just we liked doing the spotlight episodes, so we were just generally very curious. Well, one thing that you and I have talked about, and I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, is one thing that we love about this opportunity, um, and and hopefully you guys enjoy it as an audience, is we get to meet some pretty cool freaking people. Yeah, for like sure. I don't even know if I would have met Sean, even though he's one of your closest friends. I don't even know if without this podcast, it, unless like you were getting married or and, you know we were both in the wedding party or something, mm-hmm. if I would have had like the opportunity to talk to him and in the context in which we did talk to him, I loved his story and like that was an appropriate place to talk about it. You know, if we weren't doing this, we would have never heard. 
from Winebox Pop. No. And to, to have that opportunity to meet people and hopefully like you guys at this point, you know, maybe have some ideas for people you would like us to talk to or maybe you even personally that that's listening want to get on the show. Um, it's just, it's a cool opportunity to, to build this kind of community aspect and like learn stories and, and hear different perspectives on things. Because like we said, you guys probably get sick of hearing our perspectives right? yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, so it, I mean, yeah, that's one of the best parts is just hearing like another voice and another yeah. person to, because everyone thinks differently. Like we, we had a lot of, we weren't nervous. We, we thought everything would go okay. But when you get a message on Instagram and you've never met the person before, there's always this thought yeah. in your head on what if we were being catfish? Yeah. We, they're like... <laughs> We got to the restaurant because we went to dinner before with him, um, and uh, we were at the restaurant. And I was like, "What if? What if he's just catfishing us? <laughs> like all along, this is just this big hoax. To, like someone created a fake wine box poppy Instagram account and then decided to just kill us or something. Oh yeah, it could have been the end of us. Yeah, w- what a way to go. Would have been just a bad way to go. <laughs> <laughs> we think we're about to have like this great day, and then just that's it. That's it. And. Yeah, it, it was it was cool though because he was, I mean, he's diff- a lot different than both of us. So hearing yeah. his perspective, and I'm sure if you guys are listening to this, you you probably know that the episode's out by now. Right. So maybe you've already seen it or listened to it. But and also too, just as a guest, I think I think we've had a very wide range of guests. Mm-hmm. You know, from Hannah who was on episode five, act like a man. Um, you know, to to weigh in on that topic, and then Sam, which was the impromptu episode that. Yeah was kind of all over the place, but it was really cool because you could tell that she had a very different perspective on things than we did. Um, and then Sean, who has this whole great story to talk about and and uh, definitely has a little bit of that, oh, things just don't phase me that you and I get right. bothered by. Yeah, I um, get it. <laughs> <laughs> like things, bo- like things yeah. get to us that would not even phase Sean. So. Yeah, it's, it's weird, but... I don't know, everyone's a little bit different because I feel yeah. like there's like certain things that we're not phased by that other people would be phased by. We're not afraid to have like these difficult conversations sometimes and like really like dive deep into it. And yeah. I think that hearing hearing a wine box poppy's perspective on things, I was just like, wow, he just sees things totally different than me. Yeah, like I can't find ways to phase him because it's just different ways of thinking than me. We thought about trying. We it tried. Looked, it looked like a challenge. So yeah. we. We it was a challenge. I mean, he's got some tattoos. That's kind of a tough thing, right? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a tough guy. <laughs> tough guy tattoo, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was a, it was a good experience. And if if you if you guys know of anyone, I'm sorry, the light thing. <laughs> um, if you guys know of anyone who you think would be good on the show, or maybe you watching here or listening here are just like, yeah, I want to be a part of this experience. Please give us a give us a shout. We've got a, a voicemail at five one three four two seven EMG five. Or you can just send us an email, um, emgpod at gmail.com. Yep. Or we actually have an Instagram now that you can uh, hit us up on um, at emgpod. Yeah. Or just tell us what you thought about that episode too. We'd love to hear comments and maybe questions um, for you know what we were thinking during that episode. Um, or if we weren't thinking during yeah, that we episode, we didn't, maybe we didn't ask the right questions for you guys who are uh, wine box poppy fans. If we did, if we missed some questions, like. Let us know. Yeah, yell at us. That's fine. That's fine. And it'll hurt our feelings, but... Yeah, but I mean, who who needs that? This <laughs> podcast isn't about our feelings. You're right. So what know kind is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to go back into the technology? Yes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, I mean, we've kind of touched on this, but I, I guess if we can specifically uh, dive into human behavior... Um, Technology obviously gives us the capability to do things that we've never been able to do before. But do you think 
there are negative impacts. I mean, you talked about how we can stand in a line and be zoned in on our phone instead of interacting with other people. Are there any other things within human behavior that are negatively impacted by technology? The fact that you don't have to confront people face to face, Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the most important ones because it's one thing, and and I'm a big, big stressor of this. It's easy to hide behind um, technology when it comes to expressing your true emotions and feelings toward things. Hmm. And if you're, if you're genuinely angry, if you just have a texting conversation, it's so difficult to figure out the magnitude of the anger, what's real, are they sarcastic, what's the joke here? And the communication just becomes terrible. And sometimes what, what takes layers, like within a company, for example, I've been in companies where the communication is just bad because it's done through technology and not even well done through technology. And it's like, if you just went over to that person, just ask them this question, you could like avoid 10 layers, so much time, so much miscommunication, and people now have just become sort of cowardly because they can hide behind technology. And yeah. it makes me so, so angry. Yeah, I think uh, we in one of our uh, previous episodes, I talked about how at LA Fitness, I would have to message my manager who sat literally right behind me in order to tell him an issue that I wasn't able to handle, that he had to handle, but I had to message him first. Otherwise, he would get on me about it. Like, you can't just come to me with this stuff. And it's like, it's your freaking job. (laughs) But you just sit behind the computer, hopefully that let things go away or I just happen to take care of it for you. Yeah, and so that definitely is... Is a thing that's super frustrating, especially within the work environment. I I know that a lot of times too, when I have to like send an email to maybe even a person I don't know, and when especially, I mean, even if you do know people, there can be misinterpretations in tone of an email or an instant message or a text. Like you can just misread because you're reading it from your own perspective and not actually that other person's. So I'm always like super cautious when I send an email to someone and being like, I don't want at any point for them to misread, like maybe I I say a phrase a certain way that sets them off and then they're not gonna help me the way that maybe they should. Or So that's, that's a tricky part too. The thing that I think about most is my time, because it's one thing with strangers or like coworkers, I feel like within human behavior, it the most sad part of it is how it impacts like your loved ones and your family. I. You know, I don't live at home with my family anymore, and so I'll go home and visit them, and we'll all like try to spend time together. But then there have been a couple times when I've like stepped outside of my phone and looked around the room, and every single one of my family members is on their phone, and we have the TV playing, but none of us are actually like presently with each other, and it's it's a sad thing to like. I don't know, like I don't get to spend a lot of time with my sisters. You know, and so those moments should probably be used for something more productive within like developing our relationship or just like hanging out with each other. But we're all just kind of just sitting there in our own worlds. Yeah, I I have a rule where if it's like a a date night dinner or if it's a a get together with people, I do not want the TV on. I do not want there to be a computer at the center of all of us. Like I genuinely want there to be communication and call me old school. Say, Say whatever you want about it. But it's just, I want to live in the moment. And it's so hard to do that when I've got a million, like, sensory overload of a million things going in and out of my ears. Like, I, I, I can't, 
I can't deal with it sometimes. It's so tough. Yeah, I was going to say, do you, does that cause you anxiety if you start to feel the sensory overload or overstimulation? Uh, do you do you recognize that when it's happening, or do you think back about it afterwards? It's it's not that it causes me anxiety as much as it just causes me like just general unhappiness because when I am with people, like I want my focus to be on them, and I, I'm one of those people that I will be on my phone texting and I, I was really guilty of it when I was younger and as I've gotten older I'm just like no I don't want to do that anymore to be honest with you if you see me on my phone a lot it's because like there's actually something I'm doing on like YouTube or something like that uh, or I'm in a, a texting conversation that has some seriousness to it but or I'm having a like, really bad anxiety and I will I will use it as a crutch to yeah to kind of get through the anxiety but like when I feel good, I don't want to be on it. I want I want to live in the moment. In a perfect be world, present, yeah. in a perfect world, I would be very very present with the people that I'm around. One thing that drives me nuts, kind of within this topic, is, and, and this might even be specifically uh, a byproduct of social media too, which we all know my feelings on that. You love it, even though <laughs> even though I'm participating in it again. Um, I'm just a wizard. I got you to participate in that. Yeah, exactly. I'm just a I'm, con- I'm a conformist. I'm, I'm just incredible. You're incredible. <laughs> no, but uh, I remember times when I'd go on walks with like friends or loved ones, and they'd be like, "Let's take a picture here." And it's just like, why don't we just go for a walk <laughs> and like enjoy nature and have a conversation? That's one thing I've always liked about, you know, when we hang out, we'll like go for a walk down by the lake. Neither oh, of yeah. us are ever on our phone. No, it's We awesome, just yeah. talk. And and you also see like on Snapchat or Instagram stories, like these videos of concerts, which number one, the quality of those recordings so is bad. just garbage. Yeah, like, I can't actually there? get the experience of the concert when your your phone is like distorted from the sound being so loud or I hear you singing over the singer <laughs> which I always hate when I like look at YouTube videos and I watch uh, I try to look for live performances yeah. and then it's like some some person some fan recorded the show but they're singing right next to the phone so you can't actually hear the artist sing the whole time <laughs> but anyways the point is not being present at those events like those events are supposed to be something special where being present in them creates memories and it's like we're not even creating memories we're just creating documentation you know what right. i mean it's it and it's like do you do you even remember if you had a good time there or do you just remember the photograph and then you kind of associate a good time because you took some pictures and and i also wonder like if there's times where if there are times where <laughs> there, I remember a couple of vines. Uh, Chris Melberger did this one where uh, he was like, "Dude, let's get out of here." And he's like, "What? It's it's really nice out." And he's like, "Yeah, but my Snapchat story's not uploading." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you're right. Yeah, we got to get to Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's like it's not worth it anymore unless I can show it to people or I can record it or I can take pictures." And it's just like, I know that memories are fleeting. You know, we we lose that as we get older and whatnot. But I, there's something more beautiful or more special about being. At least in my opinion, about being present within it, even if you might lose that memory. Maybe you have the capacity to feel that more, and maybe you don't remember the specific memory as you get older, but that association with that place or that time or that event will be stronger if you just are there. You know? Yeah. 100%. I, and with the human behavior, too. 
I watched an interview with Bo Burnham, who just came out with this Eighth Graders movie. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No. No. Um, but he was on, I think, Conan or something. And he's like, I recognize that I had a problem with like YouTube and technology and stuff when I would sit down to pee. <laughs> like, he would go into the bathroom and sit down <laughs> to pee so that he could be on his phone. Yeah. That's that's altering our behavior, absolutely. It's like we... I don't know. We, we we change specifically our our tendencies or our routines to abide by um, these objects that bring us this virtual reality. Yeah, it's it's basically we become it's become in silence has become very very scary. People do not like silence now, and that's why we always feel this need to fill everything with all these all the sensory overload and sounds and honestly when I'm hang out with a group of people, I don't want the music to be super loud. And I know that that's, people think that that's weird that I'm like that sometimes, but I'm also just like, I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I, I want to have a conversation. I can't do that when, I don't know, I can't think of any musical <laughs> artist right now. I don't know, Drake's the screaming fray. Like, Yeah, the fray. <laughs> <laughs> the fray is probably not what I'd be thinking of in this case. Think of some of your heavy metal bands. I mean, those, those just make, Metallica, you, Metallica. Those make you angry all the time. James Hetfield just screaming in my ear. No, but I say I like that though. <laughs> yeah, but not like when you're with people is what you're saying. Yeah, that's the thing. I want I want to have conversations and, and and take it in and maybe once again like maybe that's um an old school way of looking at things. But I just think of those those old movies. Not even that old. I mean, eighties movies, seventies movies, even heck, even nineties movies. People are actually talking with each other, and I think about how the Fresh Prince of Bel Air would be such a different TV show if they all had smartphones. Well, the other thing, too, is I feel like there is a disconnect in those mediums, like movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like, there's – you can tell in, like, pop culture movies, there's they try to incorporate what it's like to, like, date nowadays. Um, Aziz Ansari has, has a show on Netflix, um, Master of None, where he tries to incorporate, like, what Tinder is like and the, these new apps and texting, how, like, you can text somebody and then they'll just not respond after they had an entire conversation oh, yeah. with you instead of telling you – I don't want to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some aspects where, like, the scripts that are written for these movies, all of these people are incredible communicators as if they're just always present and they're always able to do that. And that's just not reality. No. And a lot of times I think it's not reality because we get so used to communicating specifically behind a screen, specifically not with dialogue, you know? And and so there's, there's not really an accurate depiction of, of what social interaction has become and i don't know if like seeing that on a movie would change anything but i'm just saying you, you kind of recognize that there is there are some serious differences in in the like the artistic portrayal and the the reality of of where life is at now i mean have they have they been around humans recently like a lot of humans are just not good communicators yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate i'll talk I, I talk about it all the time that communication is it's so incredibly vital but people are cowards a lot of times they just don't they don't want to communicate and it, it's not it's not always our fault that we're 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 cowards we're we're in an environment that it's easy to to do that so i i sympathize when it happens i do it myself sometimes 
I'll hide behind things. I don't always want to be a part of the confrontation of, 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 of talking to someone about stuff. Yeah. Well, you brought up a, an important point, too, in, in terms of it not always being our, our, our fault because of the environment. You know, not to make people the victim of, you know, their own kind of development. But that's one thing that a lot of people are worried about with kids growing up in today's technological world is because it's so easy to communicate via Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram, you worry about the development of those interpersonal skills outside of those apps. I worry that we're going to start having classes that are just called how to communicate with humans. We're going to literally need classes on how to socialize because it won't be something that's a requirement in your life anymore. I almost feel like I would be happy if that happens because we probably need it right now. We probably do need it right now. I mean, it's sad that we would have to need that, but I almost feel like someone get on that freaking class because that could be us let's do it <laughs> teachers uh trademark that's trademark copyrighted everything you can't take everything it. must go classroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just us telling everybody our opinions on yeah <laughs> all right so first you got to start wearing a black shirt <laughs> yeah come on i was wearing this first he's just trying yeah, to but copy. i told you I, I got some white on this one that's why mine's different people love this aesthetic yeah we just blend into the couch and... <laughs> well at least my skin is like super white Mine's a little more olive. People that are listening are like, what the hell are they doing right now? But people (laughs) watching are just like, I can see the wall. (laughs) He blends in with the wall and the couch. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? My black shirt blends in with the couch. (laughs) My skin is so white that I blend in with the wall. I got you. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem. Sometimes you got to explain jokes to Steven. He can't keep up. Yeah, that's funny. Let's move on now, (laughs) all right? Let's move on on now here. Um, Okay, so the next point was more about like how it impacts us physically do you think technology maybe the addiction to it impacts like maybe our desire to go out and get exercise kind of like we talked about with me playing video games instead of going to the gym i work on blacksmithing in skyrim like do you think it impacts it uh, a lot yeah i i think i think it does like some some good things too because i, I mean it's really easy for me to point to the negative things on tech technology but um, this is both a good and a bad thing, but nowadays you can go online and you can have access to all the information that you would need. You want to look up a workout program, it's easy to just yeah. to just look it up. And it's it's easy to see people who are doing really well in their life and get information from them and, and kind of follow what they did to improve upon yourself. Whereas before, before it was way easier to make the excuse of, look at the people that I surround myself with. I have no opportunity in life. I have no chance. Whereas nowadays, if you really want a mentor who's super successful, if maybe you come from a background where you were uh, in, a, in a depressed neighborhood, there wasn't a lot of opportunity and stuff, you could actually go onto YouTube and find a super successful person and you can hear their device or their advice firsthand and those types of opportunities just didn't exist before. And it's, it's, it's it, it, it makes it so that you can't just fully make the excuse. So the information is now out there for you to access and I don't think enough people take that initiative. I think a lot of people still will settle, but it is out there. And that's something that I think has definitely changed where we were at before. Because, I mean, look look at us right here. We don't make any money off of the podcast right now, but the opportunity exists. And if we just kept pushing for it, we could get there. And those are the types of things that did not exist before. And it it makes it harder in some ways in your life. And it also, I mean, it, it makes some things 
easier and better for people. Yeah. And so like to go back to how it impacts us physically, the like that that capability to like work look at a, a workout routine. You know, I, I remember I used to make excuses for myself and working out where I was just like well, I just don't know what things I could do to like work on this specific spot. And then like when I got more motivated about getting in shape, it was like, okay, I can literally just Google exercises for shoulders. And there was like yeah, 20 yeah. pages of like yeah, 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 the yeah. top 50 exercises for shoulders. And I can just pick and choose and then develop my own workout routine. Like anyone has the capability to do that. I think within an addiction to technology – there is a, a, a discouraging factor of like I don't want to go outside because I can just sit at home and watch Netflix. Yeah, or you can I can easily just... entertain. You don't even have to go to the movie theaters anymore. You could watch a torrent online of yeah. a movie or something like that. Which that kind of stuff has definitely changed things. I, I know another thing in terms of physically. When I spend a lot of time on my phone and my computer, I get really bad eye strain. Yeah, I get really bad headaches. And that sucks. I actually had a friend just send me an article that there has been a study where it literally does negatively impact your eyes. Like the, the screens, the light that your screens give off, it like impacts your – because your your eyes are only supposed to see a certain spectrum of light. Uh-huh. And the, the light that your phone gives off, I, I think it said it was similar to the, the light the sun gives off. And so there is an actual like – decaying of your oh i don't like hearing anything like that well i always thought about that i don't know if this if studies have been done on this or um if this is legitimate but do you ever go see 3d movies yeah i mean i've seen a few a few of them do your eyes hurt after watching those movies they never feel great my eyes hurt pretty easily i feel like well i i don't go see 3d movies because when i see them i have this huge eye strain and i'm just like i maybe I'm just overreacting just maybe my eyes just aren't used to it but part of me is thinking like this feels like it's messing stuff up and I have good vision I have 2015 vision so I'm just like that's something that I want to keep you have 2015 vision yeah I'm like five away from being a pilot I think because you need 2010 to be a pilot I have 2015 well that was the last time I got my eyes checked with all this technology, maybe I, I don't have that anymore. You. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think of. Did you ever see the movie Wall-E, the the Pixar movie? Yeah. Yeah. So like that that could be our future, where it's like technology becomes so dominant that we all just become obese <laughs> and like can't move. We we take for granted what's out in the actual world. Like that would be a scary future. I don't think. It, I mean, that's obviously a movie and, and yeah, it's yeah, extreme. Yeah. But but I'm just saying like. There are aspects of that. You know, I I talked in the previous episode about how I put on weight. Part of what inhibited me putting on weight was my addiction to video games became a new high. Like, I had never played as much as I did because now I lived on my own. I had a job that had weird hours. So I would go to my job, come home, play video games for a few hours, then go back to my job. It was just... And, and so, like, I stopped taking that time in the day to go to the gym to play video games or stopped going on walks or, you know, whatever. And, and uh, yeah, so I think physically it impacts us in a lot of ways, sadly. So I mean, I, I agree. The, the eye strain thing is a, a big worry of mine because... You were contacts, right? Oh, yeah. So a little bit of background. I got glasses when I was four. So I was the original four eyes. <laughs> I was legit the... 
Uh, there's probably 400 and something people in my grade, and I was in the first probably three or four people to get glasses. Mm-hmm. So I, I got made fun of immediately, which you know, which probably is part of my low self-esteem as a child, <laughs> because that was kind of rough. But yeah, I don't, not only do I not have a good vision, but I can't uh, read close up. Or just at all. I can't also, I can't read at all. And I also can't see far away super great either. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't have 20-20 vision even with my contacts in. Oh, really? Yeah, because my my vision's so weak in my right eye. Because I have also have amblyopia, which is the strength of one eye is way more than the other one. Like, I have a, I have a weak eye. So are you more cautious with technology because your eyes are already bad then? Yeah, I, I, I actually think so. Having ADD and having bad vision, I think, makes my concentration even more difficult sometimes because my eyes just get fried out. That's why I say I can't play video games for more than maybe an hour at a time because my vision just starts to like, because I'm, I'm, I'm jumping all over the screen. Like I just, I can't, my focus just starts to fade. Like I just can't do it Yeah. in that context. Like I, I can do it with certain things. Video editing, I can usually focus for a long period of time, but video games is just, there's so much going on. I have a tough time like keeping it all in. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's interesting. I don't even know if there's any any validity this is just how i personally feel about it so i don't i have no like proof that my vision has any impact on my eye strain or makes me tired like having a tough time focusing but i've always kind of felt like it was a thing well they they've talked about um when i say they i'm just like speaking like uh, like there's been scientific studies on like sitting down at jobs like those nine to five jobs where you're on the computer for the entire day, they've talked about the impacts that sitting down, the negative impacts that just sitting down for an entire day. So that's why now people have treadmills at work. Yeah. People have stand up desks because they realize the negative impacts of just like not being active at all, you know, has. And and that's part of like when computers and internet became incorporated within, you know, the workplace we didn't we weren't equipped for it we weren't no. prepared for the fact that this could have negative impacts in other ways no we just thought that the internet would actually be used for in uh, facilitating valuable information from one place to another we didn't think memes would be created on there <laughs> we didn't think all these things but were going to be a god problem thank god they are thank god <laughs> that we have gifts and memes and all this stuff cuz without it where would we be right now that's true that's one thing you got to you got to understand Actually, if we didn't have those things, we might be two or three years more technologically advanced, <laughs> to be honest. You think those things specifically hold us back? Memes and gifts? Specifically, gifts GIFs and memes are holding us back. I mean, I'm sounding like my grandpa now. <laughs> you are. And you are really old school. It's so old school. <laughs> um, well, do you want to talk about our life coming up in the next... I mean, of course. This yeah. is the narcissism. This hour. is the best. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, real quick. Real we, quick, we'll talk. Yeah, about we'll it. talk about it real quick. We try to avoid talking about our own stuff, but I think it's important for you guys to just understand kind of the context in which we try to create the podcast. For me, like I said, I have a wedding in the next next week. Uh, I'm a best man for, so I'm really pumped for that. Um, but I've got a lot of other stuff going on. I'm I'm now moving to Rochester to get my master's in counseling and uh, psychological services next month. Um, which, uh, you know, finding a home, uh, finding, uh, because I'm going to be working at home from full, for full, I cannot talk, working from home full time. Uh, so having to get that set up. Um, and then we're also, we've been in dialogue about how we're going to 
do the podcast because um, we do really like doing these video podcasts for those of you that are watching. Um, obviously, the just listening on, on the apps is the more convenient and probably best platform to listen to them to. But especially when we have guests like Winebox Poppy, we like to get together for that. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll try to figure out how to do that, but it might not be as... Um, often or, or frequent once once I go to school. But, uh, yeah, you can talk about what, what's going on in your life sure. as well. Uh, I mean, there's there's not too much in too much going on. It's just going to be, as Brandon said, don't know how many of these video podcasts we're going to do, but we have recorded quite a bit of video content that will be coming out on my Butch Boss channel yep. in the coming weeks. So tune in on Wednesdays for all the ones that Brandon and I have done together. And then I don't have this fully ironed out yet, but I plan on starting a video series of just me on on some type of topics, which I'm still in the process of figuring out exactly where that's going to go, but I'll, I'll keep you updated. I'm not sure what day of the week it'll be, but I'm sure it'll be great. It's going to be just incredible. <laughs> sure, it's going to be incredible. Just like you. The Incredible Hour with Steve. <laughs> that should be the title of it, I think. I mean, it, it doesn't have a title yet, so <laughs> we don't know where it's going to go, to be honest with you. But yeah, it's been... It's been good having these video podcasts in the backlog to release. Yeah, we 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 talked to Winebox Poppy about if he gave, keeps things on the on the backlog, but uh, he said that he just does everything like the day of. We can't really afford to do the guys. The guy's a monster. <laughs> yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll have these video podcasts. A lot of them backlogged. The skits that you're saying, and then uh, yeah, stay tuned on Butch Boss the YouTube page for um, getting own. lost with Butch Boss. All right, we're, All right. we're done with that. <laughs> That's definitely what it's not going to be. <laughs> oh, All right, let's move on to the last topic. Okay, last topic. Um, we kind of tried to do this a little bit with that last thing, but uh, we don't want to just bash technology. Like that, That's not the purpose of it. It's, I guess the critical nature of this conversation is the addiction to technology, and there are aspects of technology, even if you're not addicted quote unquote to it that um can take away from things you know being a person and just interpersonal relationships but i think it's important too not to take for granted the the good stuff that technology does so i just want us to kind of maybe talk about different things that that uh, we appreciate that technology can bring to us i mean it's it's literally helped us so much with our friendship with one another i mean this has been a predominantly long distance friendship we've only lived in the same area for probably eight months out of the entire time we've ever known each other so it, it gives us the the luxury to hop on the skype and and create content together and 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 have conversations that we wouldn't be able to have otherwise and i think that that's what it also helps us because we've also lived away from our friends and family at, mm-hmm. at different points of our lives i mean i don't have any family here obviously i've got some friends in chicago but there's no family and it gives me the opportunity to to call them almost every day to, to just talk and, and catch up and FaceTime is just an incredibly valuable thing so in terms of communication it's not all bad things there are times where it's it's easy to use technology as a crutch to get away from things but at the same time it's able to keep me together with the people who really matter and that's I mean there's no there's no complaints there aside from that I mean that's that's really the main thing that I think of what, what about you well, yeah, I think of that definitely because I'm sure there are a lot of people that relate. I mean, you think about um, specifically like military families. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the ability like being overseas during that, that really tough time and being able to like Skype 
the family back home. That I mean, that's huge. You know, you didn't used to have that before. If, you, you know, if you went off to war, you were going to see your family for maybe a year, two years, or however long it would take. And who knows what's happening back home? Maybe you'd write letters. I just, you know, thinking about that, it's just like overwhelming. And now you have at least the ability to see, to like, to Skype your family and look back and and see what they're up to. Um, I thought of another really good one, by the way. You did what? So my dad, over the years, he's always telling me information. I remember he would tell me percent chances that you would die in a plane crash. Or he would tell me just, just like oh, he would just give me these. You this. <laughs> he would just give me these, these things growing up where he'd be like, "Oh yeah, there was this baseball player, and I don't know, he had some crazy year where he hit like thirty home runs in a month or something." And back then, I, I would just have to be like, "Okay, I mean, he's lived a lot longer than me. He must know the the answers." And as I've gotten older, and now that I have my smartphone on me, and I can just easily Google everything, <laughs> whenever my dad says something now. I can be like, no, that's objectively not true. Yeah, <laughs> right here, like the, you're just making shit you're up, just right? making stuff up. <laughs> like that's there's nothing on here that says what you just told me. <laughs> so, sorry, that's just something that I, I've, I'm I, glad I, you I, thought about that. Yeah, I, that I, is I, funny I, to think about. Yeah, that's that's one of those things because it's not just my dad. It's whenever someone does it in general. All those fights you get in with people like, who's in that movie again? And then you get in an argument. It's let's stop for a second. We actually have the ability to look figure it this up. Out. Yeah, we can figure this out right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that is that is a nice tool, especially if you are an argumentative type. To, oh, oh yeah, of to have. Um, there was another one that I. Oh, obviously, like the platforms that are available, like we wouldn't be able to do this podcast as you had mentioned earlier mm-hmm. without the ability. Like you know, we're just two average Joes that you know met each other in school and then had the idea for a podcast, and now we can share it and distribute it. Without the need for like a radio station or like I can share my music without the need for a record label. I mean, I might not get it out to as many people, but I have the potential to, you know, content creators on YouTube, Twitch streamers, like all of these platforms that are being created give people the opportunity to to have an audience, people that maybe have skill sets. You know, you think about you know, back before the technology, like there might've been some incredible musicians that we've never even heard of because they didn't have the ability to just share it online. Better than the Beatles. (laughs) But no, seriously, like now with the, with the ability to share it. And that's part of the thing where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not pursuing music professionally anymore, but I just have the ability to share stuff. And if people find it, that's sweet, you know? And that's one thing that I love about, you know, people really love about YouTube and stuff. So, well, some people still don't understand what that app is or what no, that platform is. They're they like, well, you, what, so you just watch videos on YouTube? Why does anyone like watch this? <laughs> Listen to this. But what, it, what do people use this for? Literally anybody can upload anything. I mean, within reason. Like, yeah. they'll, they'll block some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a porn site. Where are you going with this? <laughs> but but it's, that's, that's, that's great to, to give... Um, I think specifically within the concept of creators or innovators, entrepreneurs, marketing, all that stuff, uh, that's what technology can give us. Um, One thing I haven't talked about, I don't mean to go back to a negative. One thing I cannot stand is, and I I talked briefly about this with Steven in the past, is, you know, the, the concept of having people in your life, you know where I'm going with this? The concept of having people in your life, but with social media oh, yeah. you you post <laughs> yeah. something and people that maybe sh- 
like shouldn't have you in any capacity can now just sit on the outside and look in on, on your stuff. I mean, that that's part of obviously social media and what that presents if you're going to be on a public platform. But that is a kind of a sad, sad truth of like, I don't have, to, if I mess up, I don't have to actually, in order to have you in my life in some way, shape or form, I can just sit back and watch your YouTube videos you know, and your updates and stuff like that. So exactly, yeah. I, I just remembered that. I know it was kind of off the tangent of this last topic, but I wanted no, it's, to. It's a good throw point in there. So, yeah. Anything uh, else? Um, no, I think we can go into final thoughts. What are you? What are yours? Final thoughts. Um, I should have just saved that for final thoughts. I just. I mean, that, that could be your final thought if you, if it is. Let's uh, take two on final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, that, that'll be my final thought on it. That's the only. That's the one caveat to, or not the one caveat. There are obviously other things that technology has that negatively impact stuff, but that is one thing that I I, I don't think um, that it's kind of a double-edged sword. One side you can use to your advantage, and one side um, can kind of um, interpersonally, like on a, on a more personal one-to-one level. Yeah. You know, on a grand scale, social media and technology is incredible. The the things that you can accomplish on a one-on-one personal level, I think is where it suffers a little more. My final thought is our addiction to technology is frightening at, at times. I do worry a lot about the the future of our children in this country and in this world. It it's it's kind of scary sometimes to think about growing up in an environment where you're you have a cell phone from the time that you're a kid. You're connected to the internet at all times. However, as negative as I am about it, all of the the things that we've discussed, there are some good benefits of technology. And I think if used in moderation, like anything in life, there, it's okay. It's it's okay, but you gotta un, you, you gotta just disconnect sometimes and realize that a lot of those beautiful moments in life and your best thoughts come when you're not connected to technology and and setting aside some time to make those moments happen is super, super important. And I can say my testimony on it is as I've connected, disconnected from technology more and more as I've gotten older in certain contexts, I probably use technology more in other contexts, Mm -hmm. but in certain contexts, knowing like this is dinner time, this is where I'm spending time with friends or family, then this is where I'm going to disconnect. And just realizing that you want to live in the moments, you want to remember the beautiful moments and you don't need to Vlog or take photos of every one of those moments because the right. beauty of them is in is in being immersed the in that moment in time in that, yeah. and it's experiencing it in that moment. So yeah. that's my biggest takeaway from this episode. Absolutely, I, and not to step on that too, but I think if there was a summary of what we talked about, the the capabilities that technology presents are incredible. We can do so many more things so much more efficiently because of technology, but having specifically what you said, those moments where you set aside time to put it aside, to, mm-hmm. to, to spend time together, to have conversation, you know, eye to eye, face to face is beautiful. So, yeah, exactly. So want to thank you guys for listening to another episode here. As always, if you're looking to get in touch with us, Feel free to email us at EMG, um, or our email is EMGpod at gmail.com. Our Instagram also at EMGpod. You can also leave us a voicemail at 513-427-EMG5. Why is it five again? Uh, Well, I think it's because five ever is longer than four ever. Exactly. That's what it is. And 
Yeah, we like when you guys comment or, or leave us messages and stuff. So yeah, so start doing it. Yeah, start doing it more <laughs> because we we don't get to incorporate it enough. But we really really really, really like when you guys give us pushback or there's some sort of comments made on one of the episodes. So please write in or say something. Even text me if you've got my number. Like that's that's fine. I like I just like having the content and keeping that dialogue going because I know you guys got something to say. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody does. Everybody does. <laughs> Everything must go. And then uh, tune in next week, too, for uh, the episode where we talk about fitting in versus standing out. That should be a good one as well. Um, and hopefully by the time that this airs, we'll have the website up as well, everythingmustgopodcast.com. Again, that's everythingmustgopodcast.com. Um, hopefully that'll be a nice central location for you to find everything um, that the podcast is located on, as well as our Instagram handle. Twi- uh, we won't have Twitter on there yet. No. Maybe we will. Maybe, maybe in the future. Maybe. And, and if you if you guys want to see those videos I was talking about, go ahead and subscribe to my channel, Butch Boss, and you'll be able to uh, follow that journey as well. Sweet. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Take it easy. Take it easy.